0: Good morning and welcome to our live stream of sanctuary worship here at Alamo Heights United Methodist Church. I'm looking out at a virtually empty sanctuary this morning, and that's a very odd thing. I miss being with all of you. But I am so grateful to God for the gift of technology and the ways that we can continue to connect and be Christian community with one another in the midst of such an extraordinary time. I want you to know that our leadership will be meeting together this week. To have conversations about our programming and our worship going forward. And we'll also be talking about the ways this crisis gives us the opportunity to help our neighbor. We know that Jesus calls us as Christian people to be most concerned with those who are vulnerable, those who are hurting. And so in this time of a global pandemic, uh, we see this as an opportunity to be the hands and the face and the feet of Jesus Christ. And to find those ways that we can reach out to care for one another and care for our neighbor. So watch your email, uh, look at the website, watch our social media. We will be in constant communication with you during this time. Finally, I want you to know too that uh, we are in the midst of a sermon series for Lent based upon Jesus I Am statements in the Gospel of John. And I am deviating from that sermon series this morning in order to speak a word um, directly to you Uh, In the midst of such an extraordinary time in the life of our church and in our world. But rest assured that next week I will be back uh, preaching on the I Am statements of Christ from the Gospel of John as we continue our Lenten sermon series. Now, friends, wherever you are, and maybe you're sitting there with your cup of coffee or cup of hot tea or your donut in hand, I pray that you will sit back and you will relax and you will center yourself on Jesus as together we join our hearts in worship and praise. Let's worship together.
1: here now this morning's call to worship. We gather to worship our Good Shepherd who cares so well for us. We gather to praise our Good Shepherd who gives us strength for the journey. We gather to give thanks for our Good Shepherd who leads us to rest and renewal. We come with joy to adore Jesus Christ, our Shepherd and Lord. Our opening hymn this morning is when morning gilds the skies. Thank mm-hmm. Let us pray. Good Shepherd, teach us to follow you, to protect the threatened, to welcome the rejected, to sit with the burdened, to care for the broken and sick, to share with the poor, to take the time to see one another and love as you have loved us, amen.
0: Reverend Zan Holmes tells a story about a pastor who was visiting a woman in his congregation who was terminally ill with cancer. She was a very young woman, and she had four small children. She was also a person who was known in the community as someone who was so faithful that she was seen as a Christian example, someone who didn't just talk the talk, you know, she also walked the walk. Well, on one of the last days of her life, Her pastor was there with her standing beside her bed, and he was just kind of making small talk with her about ordinary things, when all of a sudden she interrupted him and said, Pastor, tell me, where is God now when I need God the most? She was asking one of the most honest and raw of all human questions, Where is God when I am suffering? Where is God when I'm afraid? Have you ever asked that question? Maybe you're asking it now. Have you ever wondered where is God? What is God doing? Does God see what's going on here? Does God really care? If you've been in that place or if you are in that place, friends, I want you to know that you are in good company because even the disciples felt that way. Do you remember our story from our text this morning? A story about a time that the disciples were really, really afraid. You know, something that always strikes me when I read this text from the Gospel of Mark is that at the very beginning of the story, there's no indication whatsoever that anything is wrong, nothing seems amiss. In fact, it's been a good day. Mark tells us that the disciples have spent that day listening to Jesus preach and teach by the water's edge. And in fact, the crowds have been so big that Jesus had to get into a boat and float offshore a bit because the crowds filled the beach all the way to the edge of the water. He had no room to stand. Well, the day wound down and Jesus finally finished, and then he needed a break. So he invited the disciples to get into the boat with him and float on over to the other side of the Sea of Galilee. It was sunset, and and the men did that. They climbed in the boat, and they set off, and we can just imagine that scene in our heads, can't we? Can't you just see it, the sun going down, and the light glinting on the water, and the men in the boat rocking along. It's such a calm scene, very serene. And then all of a sudden, it's not. Because out of nowhere, this terrible storm comes up, and that can happen when you're out on the water. When it does, it's really frightening. What's really scary is how fast it can happen. Sometimes it's just at a drop of a hat, the weather can change on you and a storm comes up out of nowhere. And that happens in life too, doesn't it? These storms come up and we're not expecting them. We know that's the way it is, right? We thought the job was secure and then we get a pink slip. We thought the child was okay and then the principal calls. We thought the marriage was all right, and then our spouse comes home with divorce papers. We thought it was a regular trip to the doctor, a checkup, and then he or she, well, they find something. We're just going along living our lives, and all of a sudden there is a virus outbreak, a pandemic, and people are so scared. That is the way life is, isn't it? It just happens like that. Well, in our story, the disciples are so scared out there in the boat at night because the wind howls and the waves crash over that little boat and begin to fill it with water, and they panic. They really think they might die. And what's Jesus doing while all this is going on? He's taking a nap there in the boat with his head on a cushion. Can you imagine how the disciples felt? Look at him over there. He's sleeping, how can he sleep through this? Doesn't he care about our trouble? Doesn't he know that we could die out here? How can he just snooze away, sleep along? I wonder if he cares at all. We felt that way, haven't we? The young mother, diagnosed with terminal cancer, she wonders if God is napping through all of it. The father who loses his job, his family wonders if God is sleeping through the whole thing. That family, torn apart by a painful divorce, they wonder if the Lord cares at all The whole wide world is afflicted by the coronavirus pandemic, and we wonder, as people are dying and so many are at risk, if God has just gone out to the divine hammock and is out there taking a rest. That's just real. That's just raw. That's just human. We have felt that. And friends, the disciples who were Real people with real emotions, real experiences, well, they felt that too, especially that night out there in the boat, in the storm. They were so afraid. They wondered if Jesus cared. So they, they woke him up, and they said, Lord, do you not care that we are perishing? And what does Jesus say? Why are you afraid? Why are you afraid? Have you still no faith? You see friends, the storms are just gonna come in life. They just are. There's nothing that we can do to keep them away. It doesn't matter how many rolls of toilet paper you stockpile. (laughs) The storms are still gonna come. The reality is that we spend so much time obsessed with deliverance from all trouble when that is not even possible. And in fact, Jesus never promises that we'll live that way. He never says that we will have a storm-free life. But what he does say is that we can have faith in his holy presence. We can have faith that no matter what happens, he is with us. He says, lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the age. Friends, when the disciples are panicking in the storm, in the boat, where is Jesus? He's in the boat with them. And he's in our boat right now. We don't have to be afraid because we can have faith that in this extraordinary time, in the midst of this crisis, that our Lord is with us. He will never leave us alone. He stays in the boat no matter how hard it gets no matter how much we are afraid, He is steadfast and He brings with Him love and compassion, assurance, and peace. With Jesus in our boat, with Him by our side, we can face anything, even a global pandemic. There was a man named Michael Brown who was a medic in Vietnam during the war. Growing up, Brown said that uh, he was raised in church, but as a young adult, he fell away. However, when he arrived at Vietnam and saw how fragile life is, he began to grasp for something solid to hold on to, and he ended up attending chapel services, sort of renewing his faith. Well, one night, His unit got word that the enemy was about to attack, and Brown alone was sent to guard the chapel. He realized he only had enough ammunition to fend off a few men. It was sort of a suicide mission that he had been sent on, and he was terrified. There in the chapel, he couldn't think of anything else to do but pray, so he got down on his knees and then... He couldn't think of the words to say. He was frozen in fear. And suddenly into his mind dropped just a few phrases from Psalm 91. When they call, I will answer them. I will be with them in time of trouble. And Brown prayed these words again, and again, and again on his knees in that chapel that night, and he said he was overcome with a sense of calm, like sunshine pouring in a window and bathing him in light. And so he stayed there on his knees praying, waiting for the attack, and yet somehow at peace and miraculously, the attack never came. All these years later, he still has that Bible that he carried in Vietnam. And he says, when he feels danger near, when he feels afraid, he gets that Bible out and he turns to read the only passage in the whole thing that is underlined in faded red pencil. And that's Psalm 91. When they call. I will answer them. I will be with them in time of trouble. You know, my family is aware that I have an annoying habit of singing around the house. I do that a lot and I especially love singing the hymns of the faith. I'm so grateful to my mom and dad, my grandparents, the people in my life that that raised me sitting in the pew because I, I know those great songs of the faith by heart. You know, you sing them enough, They sink down into your heart and into your soul. I was singing some this week, and I got to thinking about one of my favorite hymn writers. His name was Charles Tinley. You don't know Charles Tinley. His story is fascinating. Tinley was born to a slave father and a free mother, and he was raised among slaves until after the Civil War. When he moved to Philadelphia, and he got a job as a janitor at a Methodist church, After a while, Tinley felt a call to preach himself, but he didn't have any education and he had no money to attend school. But incredibly, he found a local rabbi who was willing to mentor him and helped him enroll in correspondence courses. And eventually, Tinley got enough credits that he was able to get his license to preach, and the bishop there appointed him to several local churches until he was appointed to be the pastor of the church where he had been the janitor. And under his leadership, Tinley grew that church to more than 10,000 members. It was a megachurch in the time before megachurches, and it was also a multiracial congregation, which was truly a miraculous thing back then. The church grew so much under Tinley that they had to build a new sanctuary, and when he died, They renamed it in his honor. They called it Tinley Temple. still there today as far as I know. Well, the other thing about Tinley is, if that isn't enough, is that he did write a lot of music during his ministry. He's considered to be one of the fathers of the gospel genre as we know it today. One of his best-known songs was one he called, I Will Overcome Someday, but we know it as a civil rights anthem, We Shall Overcome. But my favorite Tinley song one I was singing around the house this week, is one about his struggles in the midst of the storms of life. It's called Stand By Me, and it is a testament to a faith, a trust in God, no matter what storms come in this life. I love the words, and I want to share the first stanza with you. When the storms of life are raging, stand by me. When the storms of life are raging, stand by me. When the world is tossing me like a ship upon the sea, thou who rulest wind and water, stand by me. Friends, we worship a God who stands by us, who is with us in this boat, and will never ever leave us, a God who is good, a God who is merciful, a God who we know in Jesus Christ is the one who can calm the troubled waters and bring peace to our lives. Friends, don't be afraid. Even in this extraordinary time, we can trust in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and his presence, his love, his compassion. It is peace.